Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to talk about the difference between the gospel and moralism. This is a really important distinction, and it's something, frankly, that I've heard churches and pastors and ministries and honestly myself get wrong in the past. We got to get this right. And so we're going to be in Second Chronicles. We're going to look at Hezekiah, Second Chronicles 32, verses 24 and following. Before we get to that, just a reminder that the Chronicles are written as a retelling of his, Israel's history after the exile to Babylon. When people from the tribe of Judah are going to head back to Jerusalem. And the chronicler is telling these stories of all these kings that did righteous things and that did bad things. And the message of the story is basically, God promised David that there would be a king on the throne forever. And if we're ever going to see that happen, if we're going to ever see our nation rise again to prominence, to be unified again, and, and to see this promise to David fulfilled, we need to not make the same mistakes that our forefathers made. We need to not fall into sin of idolatry or pride in their heart or turning to other gods or dis, you know, not worshiping God the right way in the temple, et cetera, et cetera. And so, the chronicler is trying to make this clear to the returning Israelites, the returning people of God, just do it the right way, don't sin, and then we should be okay. Verse 24, in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. This is after Hezekiah, a very good king, had done a bunch of reforms, turned the people back to God, et cetera, et cetera. And he's at the point of death and he's sick. And he prayed to the Lord and the Lord answered him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not return according to the benefit done for him, for his heart was proud. Therefore, wrath came upon him and Judah and Jerusalem. But Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of God did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. So the message here is clear, and the chronicler is trying to promote this message that if Israelites who are returning from the exile, if you are more like Hezekiah and less like Uzziah or Amaziah, who we studied yesterday, or Asa, if you're like Hezekiah, when you sin and you repent and you turn away from the sin that was in your heart, then you're going to avoid God's wrath. And so Israelites, the message to you is go back from the exile into Jerusalem, build the temple, worship the right way. Don't go to false gods. Obey the Lord's commands. Don't have pride in your heart. And if any of that stuff creeps in, you got to turn around and, re and repent right away, and then everything will be fine. But that turns into a moralistic message really quickly, which is actually antithetical to the gospel, although it sounds a lot like the gospel. Here's the gospel, and we're going to start with Isaiah 64, 6. Here's what he says. We have all become like one who is unclean. All our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. In other words, there's no one who's righteous. There's no one who doesn't have pride in their heart. There's no one who isn't tempted to worship a false god. There's no one who doesn't drift away from following the specific commands of the Lord. 
Here's Romans 3 in the New Testament, starting with verse 10. As it is written, no one is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. That's you and me, friends. That's everybody. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Then jump down to verse 20. For by the works of the law, no human being will be justified in God's sight, since through the law comes the knowledge of sin. So what Paul is writing here and what Isaiah is saying is that you can't not sin. You can't have an upright enough heart to meet God's righteous and holy standard. And so we are in a big pile of hurt. We got a massive problem because in one hand, Scripture is calling us to be perfect as God is perfect. On the other hand, it's saying there's no way that's possible. And so how on Sunday morning or when you listen to the Daily Dose or when you lead devotions with your family, how do you cross this chasm? Do you just tell your kids, okay, kids, um, I know the Bible says that no one is righteous and no one can do the right thing, but I want you guys to go out there and try a little harder today. Just be a little nicer, love others, or, which the Bible says you're not going to do. It's impossible. You will fail at that every time. Or are you going to say, guys, we're completely tainted by sin. None of us is righteous. But here is the good news. There was one who is righteous, Jesus Christ. He came and he lived every single law to perfection. He met the righteous requirements of the law. And then by God's design, he was hung on a cross and he paid the punishment that every sinner deserves to pay, which is death, physical death and spiritual death, separation from God. Three days later, he rises from the dead. This perfect God-man, Jesus Christ, rises from the dead, defeating sin, death, and the power of the devil. And there's this great exchange that can happen, whereby anybody who puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, even though they are imperfect, can have the perfection that he lived attributed to them so that they are seen by God as perfect. And they can have the penalty that they deserve to pay because of their sin, death, spiritual and physical. Mark paid because of what Jesus did. And through faith in Jesus Christ alone, they can stand blameless before God the Father. Now that, my friends, is the gospel. And once we accept Christ, then yes, go love others and sin less. And when pride wells up in your heart like it did for Hezekiah, Confess it and turn from it, but don't do those things in such a way that you think you're somehow earning favor with God or earning merits or merit badges in this system of, you know, balanced scales where the good has to outweigh the bad. That's not the gospel. That's moralism. And it's a path to hell. The gospel is a path to righteousness and peace and eternity in heaven with God forever when we're done on this earth. Praise God for the gospel. Lord, help us to avoid moralism that creeps up in our hearts, our churches, our messages, our devotions, and help us to value you and your gospel above everything. Amen. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries, 
First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.